Uh, I should do some semblance of an intro sequence. Uh, this is Just Us Losers Review, where it's Just Us Losers and a review. Nope. Take two. Welcome to Just Us Losers Reviews. We saw a movie and we thought you should know about it. See, that, that one's at least consistent, like, every week. Yeah. So I'll have to build from that one. Okay, I like that. Yeah, we we went and saw the the movie. What movie did we see? Preston? I should... Wait, I'm your host, Batman, <laughs> joined as always <laughs> by my adjectiveless co-host, Preston. <laughs> Preston, what should people do? Like, subscribe, and tell a friend, and brace yourself for this one. <laughs> uh, what did we see? I saw New Mutants. All right. Yeah, New Mutants. It's the first, uh, I would consider it the first blockbuster to open in America since... Yeah. Since since the pandemic started. The first uh, theatrical release. It has not ended no. only in our country because I've honestly been like, I don't want to get political, but I've honestly been trying to think of reasons why America is just a special case, but it's not. Anyway. Anyway. Not what we're talking <laughs> new about. New Mutants happened. New not, mutants. not the movie we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So New Mutants, this movie was cursed for a while. It was supposed to come out in like april 2018 yeah it was I an think 18 originally yeah it was an 18 release and then it got pushed back and then again it got swallowed well, up it got pushed back like i think it just got pushed back for like reshoots or like yeah, they needed to restructure like the release schedule or something and then it got swallowed up by the disney fox merger yeah 20th century studios that was so uncomfortable that was really there were a lot of just like little uncomfortable things before the movie started yeah <laughs> um the the music sounded weird i think they redid the music if i can remember the classic 20th century fox there was that one trumpet that's just out of tune and blasting it's really prevalent in the star wars ones but it kind of became a staple mm-hmm. because it was just like everyone kind of recognized that like out of tune trumpet like it was just kind of part of it and it i remember in maybe like 20. 11 2012 they reshot it or they re-recorded it Mm -hmm. but it still had that like they they made it that way yeah and i was like ah i kind of noticed that i mean unless it's placebo effect and i just kind of think it's there but this time it wasn't there Mm -hmm. it was just kind of weird and i didn't like it and also just the fact that it's called 20th century studio that was just that was weird yeah i don't like it yep and uh disney have fucked it up and Regal forgot which soda brand they're supposed to have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm gonna look that up. That's, yeah. So apparently Regal and Pepsi. But now. we saw we saw New Mutants. Yes, we did. Directed by Josh Boone. Josh Boone, who did Fault in Our Stars. Oh. So okay. You know the guy who does Fault in Our Stars. You know what he would be good at? A horror movie. With mutants. Who said that? What producer was like? Hey, it'd be a great idea to get like. Yes, this movie's amazing. Like, Fallen Our Stars apparently is a great movie. I don't know. Eh. It's a good book, apparently. I haven't seen or read either of them, but I've heard that it's a good, it's a good, like, it's a heart-wrencher. Okay. So you know what we should get? We should make him do a horror movie. Superhero horror movie. Yeah. Also, I want all listeners, from this point on, whenever I say the word horror, I want the biggest goddamn quotation marks around it that you can imagine. This was not a horror movie. Not really. My heart rate went up one time, and it was when I fucking sneezed. <laughs> I it just there was no tension, there was no jump scares, there was a few creepy ass faces that showed up in the trailer, and then a giant CGI bear. There was a jump scare. Where the washing machine? Oh, that wasn't scary. 
That wasn't a jump scare. Yeah, it was. We saw it coming because we saw it in the trailer. Yeah. Doesn't so, mean it's not a jump scare. Ah, okay, fair enough. It was it was a it was a jump scare, but it wasn't scary because they put it in the trailer. Right. And they put the fa- the creepy smiling faces in the trailer. I don't remember them being in the trailer. Oh, you don't remember that? No. Oh, that was definitely in there. Okay. Like, cause I was I was ready to see kind of what they would do with that. Mm-hmm. And they did what they did with the trailer in that, and it just mm-hmm. the trailer was a better movie than the movie. I take it you didn't like it very much. I didn't like it at all interesting i liked it oh my god i had so many problems with it like just from the beginning i don't know if i've just gotten bad at watching movies but i genuinely enjoyed it quite a bit i i mean maybe we flipped maybe i'm expecting just like really quality work from everything the worst part of this one okay we need before we get into it we need to talk about our structure (laughs) yeah okay so the way we're gonna do things here is we're gonna start off with kind of a brief non-spoiler section um we're gonna do talk about the good we're gonna talk about the bad we're going to talk about the ugly. What does uh, ugly mean? Ugly is going to be, um, in the case of a comic book movie, it's going to be its accuracy to the comics, both in sort of literal interpretation of the story, but then also in kind of the spirit mm-hmm. of the story. So it's we'll really do... just its, its, its connection to the uh, source material. Yeah. See, and, how, see how well that lands. Yeah. And, and, that can, and, like, and for comic books, that is literally, is it close to series, like right. actual stuff. For stuff other, I mean, those aren't movies we're talking about. For like Harry Potter, it's how close is it to the world. Right. So. Not very close, Fantastic Beasts 2, the crimes against humanity. Yep. No one's made that joke before, I bet. Nope. Anyway. We uh, made that joke. (laughs) Yeah, we'll do a non-spoiler section. We'll do a hard cutoff at the end of that. Our glorious editor will put in a timestamp. Mm-hmm. Yes, he will. Yeah. Oh, we have an editor now. This is the first review with Gage editing it. This is going to be good. Gage, don't fuck it up. Timestamp in the description. Buddy, you got this. Also, we need people to pay us more money because now we have a third person. We need to go see all the movies that we go to see because mm-hmm. he has to listen to the spoiler section. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Luckily, he's going to see Tenet, so we're not going to spoil Tenet. Yeah, for him. good. And then we'll do a spoiler section. And we'll really kind of dig into the meat of the thing. Yep. All right. So this is it. We haven't really had like a movie where we flat out disagree before. I think we have. I can't think of one. Well, Far From Home, I kind of, like, by the end of it, we disagreed. What? And I think I've slowly come around to it a little bit more. Yeah. I don't but... think I don't think we disagreed as much as you You found your true level somewhere in that plummet, <laughs> but you overshot it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No. I, okay. So before we dig into good, I think that for me, this is a good structure that we could, mm-hmm. before we dig into the, what I had problem with, let's, I, I, there are things that I enjoyed about it. Okay. What did so, you enjoy about it? The effects were actually pretty good. Yeah. They were pretty solid. Like the, man, it's kind of hard to do it without spoilers because we kind of get a glimpse of the powers in the, in the trailers, but we mm-hmm. don't really see what they are. Right. Um, if it helps, all of the powers are very comic accurate. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, is that something we could still spoil then? Probably not. I no. feel like a lot of people who are going to see this movie yeah. don't. A lot of them, and a lot of them are kind of like reveals that are yeah. set up. But yeah, no, the the effects generally look good mm-hmm. um, between the powers and the, the actual final boss, I guess. Final boss fight, yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, that's about, that's not about it. I think the music was fine. Music was perfectly adequate, I thought. Yeah, I mean... It was not a downside. I... I'm trying to think. Honestly, I'm struggling to think of things that I liked about it. So what did you like about it? Like, what were the things that stood out to you? Um, I honestly really liked the characters. 
And I know yeah. that you were going to like flatly disagree with that, but they all kind of felt like individuals. I will the, agree with that. Their their decisions <laughs> their decisions do seem to follow from like there's sort of an inherent personality. It's a real character that's making decisions that that character would make. Mm-hmm. And I think for the most part, that was just kind of how it played out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of solid acting, the accents notwithstanding. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just kind of an unfortunate situation with good actors who weren't able to pull off the accents they needed to in a lot of cases. Yes. I will say with the direction that I think that they were given, they did as as well as they could. Yeah. I think there were several points in that. There were several moments in the movie, specifically with Anya, what's her name? Anna Taylor-Joy. Anna. No, that's like Anya, isn't it? Nah. Isn't Anna Taylor-Joy? It's just Anna. I don't know who, like that. I don't think I was getting the why. Anna Taylor-Joy, there was one line that she had where I was like, that felt anticlimactic, but it was delivered well. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it was one of those moments where I was like, that's probably on the director, mm-hmm. if anything. Because he was like, I want you to deliver it in this way. And she's like, all right. And then she delivered it that way well, but it didn't fit right with the with the direction of the scene. Yeah. And, and, and I was just like, and I think, and that's why I was kind of, it was, it was really interesting for me having this perspective where I was going, these actors, several of them have proved themselves already. Yeah. Um, Charlie Heaton spurred himself with Stranger Things. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Maisie Williams with Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Anna, uh, Anna Taylor-Joy with Split and Passably in Class, Glass. And Emma. She's she's in a lot of stuff now. Oh, okay. She's kind of everywhere. Um, the other ones haven't been really in anything yet. Uh, and haven't much. had a chance to prove themselves. Um, but so I was like, okay, these are good actors. Mm-hmm. And what they're saying and the way they're the the way that their voices are going are delivering these lines well but the way that the lines are asked to be portrayed is weird Mm -hmm. and it was so weird to be experiencing that that it was like it's it's almost right it's almost great it's a little uncanny (laughs) yeah and i'll get more into that Mm -hmm. uh, when we get into the bad yeah Um, but it, it, it is. It's uncanny. It's like uncanny valley of acting. Where it was just like, it's not their fault. Like, I can't. Maisie yeah. Williams was doing the best she could yeah. with apparently the screen direction that she was given. Mm-hmm. And I can't fault her. Yeah. Um, I liked the world building quite a bit. Just it feels very authentically like we're dropped back into the X-Men universe. And it's like, okay, there are mm-hmm. superpowers. There's mutation. Um, I did appreciate the 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 lack of hammering at home. It's like, like there was a one reference to Professor X. It was it was a yeah. direct reference to Professor X, but they didn't explicitly name him, right? And they didn't talk explicitly about it all the time. It was just like, yeah. oh, this is the universe, and this is kind of how they'd explain it. They're like, oh, yeah. yeah, they're just the mutants are out there doing things. Yeah, it felt pretty authentic. Yeah, um, I I love. It's not a spoiler to say there's a moment where you see um, Rain interacting with a force field. Mm-hmm. That it's looks just, pretty good. It again, the effects are good, and it's just it's a nice, authentic moment that they put mm-hmm. in this the this strange world. Yeah. of mutants, it, it feels like a real human moment born out of something completely inhuman. I would I would compare that to specifically like how the characters interact with things that exist in their world that just kind of exist in that world was similar to how people like us, like movie geeks interact when you came over to my house i played you my new played blade runner soundtrack in the new in my new speaker setup Mm -hmm. it was just like 
this is just technology that exists, but it's still really cool. Like yeah. this is a standard, not standard. It's not, you're not going to find that speaker system in every household, No, but it's like, this is something that exists yeah. commonly. And you're yeah. like, but I can still really appreciate it. This is a beautiful sounding system. Mm-hmm. And so then they were like, this is something that just exists in our world. Force fields just fucking exist. Yeah. But it's still beautiful. And it did. Yeah. It, it felt authentic to the world. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a very nice moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the plot is pretty straightforward. There's not a lot to it. It's, um, I was going into it. I was like, man, there's probably going to be some like really gnarly twists and stuff. So I was like keeping an eye out for tiny little foreshadowings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, every time something would happen where it was a foreshadowing to the future, I was like, I could nudge Matt and do the thing where I say a couple words to indicate to you that I noticed something so that later, mm-hmm. if you even if you didn't catch what I was trying to say later, when it happens, you go, oh, that's what he meant. Right. Because I want to try to get credit for catching it when I do. Of course. Uh, but every single time I just said, nah, he probably got it too. There's not, not really impressive yeah. to catch this one. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a little obvious with the way it's going. but Yeah. Um, yeah. The story's fine, but it's more, again, it's just a playground for these characters and the I will relationships say they build. The plot does benefit from not being overly complex. It's true. Um, it's not. There's a few tiny mysteries that mm-hmm. kind of just happen to slowly be revealed. Like, there's not really like yeah. a, whoa, except for one point where I hate, I'll explain it in the spoiler section. I'm going to, where's my notes? I'm going to write on my phone. Okay. Um, where there was like a cool reveal after it already been revealed. Mm. And it was just like, it feels like it's in the wrong place. Like this probably got cut around kind of weirdly that I'm going to was earlier. It was supposed to be earlier in the movie. I'm going to talk about that part in a minute. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. I think so. Um, uh, hang on slow. I don't want to start saying the words. Yeah. Um, um, okay. So yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, um, I think it, it kind of worked for me as almost a, a chamber piece of a superhero movie. Um, Dark Phoenix sort of had this awkward midpoint between it wanted to be scaled down, but it also, it's the Dark Phoenix saga. It has yeah. to be kind of cosmic and big. This felt like it was a genuine superheroes, but in a very contained space. The stakes are not big. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's more about the characters and the the relationships and yeah putting them in a little it, i i didn't realize it until i was thinking about it afterwards there's like eight actors in this movie mm-hmm. total yeah, yeah. i i, I realized i really thought about that when it was showing the credits mm-hmm. and they put her dad who gets two minutes of screen time if that if that in the big like named credits with the picture in the background i was yeah. like wow they really that's all there was that, that's all of the actors in yeah, were, there was no actors that were left out of the. We see <laughs> we see a couple of other characters sort of very briefly in um, flashbacks. Flashbacks, basically. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I just I liked it. I think it was I think it was solid. I think it was a, a decent character piece. Um, kind of inoffensive. All bad. Right. Should we talk about some bad? Let's talk about some bad. You want to uh, go first? <laughs> so, huh? Do you want to go first? Do you? Uh, let's see what you have, because mine, it's, right. it's going to be harder for me to choose where to start. <laughs> this is true. Um, the big one for me is the editing. Okay. I've, I don't know if I've ever seen a movie before where it was so obvious that it had been 
chopped up and recombined yep. somehow. Um, there were a lot of really awkward scene transitions mm-hmm. and scenes that felt a little out of place and scenes mm-hmm. that came later in the movie that felt like they were supposed to have more of an impact because it was a big reveal or something. Yeah. Um, it really felt like it was something reassembled from a first movie that they didn't like very much. Yeah. And seeing the seams of the editing is, is a downside. I don't oh, think it, absolutely. I don't think it killed the movie for me. Like I said, I liked it, but, yeah. um, it was obvious. It was fairly egregious. That wasn't, wasn't that, that one. I, I definitely noticed it wasn't the most gratuitous. There were, there was points where I, I have gotten to a point, I guess it's just my ear of audio. Like, I do sound engineering mm-hmm. and that stuff. I notice really like subtle things in the ears where if, uh, if, if there's two people talking and you see someone's mouth moving and then it cuts, but they're still talking off screen, but it was obviously a, um, whatever the word for not fully, fully is a sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a phrase for it. The re vocalizing it yeah. in a booth afterwards. It's like, it's like louder. Yeah. Where it's just like, uh, they're talking like, Hey, I'm talking about this. And then I'm talking like this. It's just like a little different. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I caught that and I could, and it, it would pull me out of it. And then there was one point when Charlie Heaton's character is talking. Mm, yep. And yep. it, there was, it, there, there was this sound like this, this, this ambient hiss sound that mm-hmm. happened while he was talking, but it was noticeable when it cut to the other character who was talking Mm-hmm. And it it just it just cut out. It was just yeah, no, the background silence. Uh, yeah, there was like well, there was like diegetic sound in the scene. There's like a storm going on. And yeah, you can hear like crickets or something, and it just stopped. Yes, stopped yeah. on a cut. And then and then when it cut back to him, it faded back in right before his couple words, and then it faded back out. And it was just normally when I notice the things, I don't say anything because mm-hmm. it, I assume it's just my ear because of sound engineering. Right. But th- this was the only time I think I've ever looked at you mm-hmm. and you looked at me, just kind of nodded. Yeah. And I was just like, that was bad. <laughs> that was egregious. And like, I could see an argument that it was, it was intentional. It's done for dramatic effect or mm-hmm. something. Cause it's kind of at a revelatory moment, but let's be real here. It was not. That's just sloppy sound <laughs> editing. <laughs> do they, do they have a Razzie for sound editing? I fucking hope so. <laughs> Cause, Cause I would, know what's going to get it. This would be the one to get it. Oh God! So yeah, this just the editing was just messy in general. So the things that got to me, one of the things is I I came up with a joke during the movie, mm-hmm. and I tried on the way home to think of a good way of saying the joke, but I couldn't think of a good way of saying the joke. So I'm just gonna end. I'm just gonna tell you what the joke kind of was, mm-hmm. but it's not gonna be funny. Okay. Don't hate me, anybody. So it's basically is New Mutants. A, is this a metaphor? I because it for, kind of feels like it should be a metaphor for New Mutants for the movie. I could fucking I could see that. Yeah. So basically, the joke is that it's the New Mutants, the movie that replaces Men with Position, where it's X Men, but it's exposition. Because don't shut up. I'm leaving. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so the the. It was, my problem is that every single time a little bit of the backstory was revealed, it wasn't anything that felt natural. It wasn't a fuck we gotta. Mm. It was a backstory monologue. And it just, you feel different. 
in defense of the movie, this is five characters who have interesting backstories and don't know anything about each other. Okay, that's the other thing that feeds into it. How the fuck long have the other ones been there? There's a there's mm-hmm. a dynamic that doesn't make sense where the other four of them understand each other and they get along in such a way that they've mm-hmm. been together for a couple months, mm-hmm. but then they don't know anything about each other. Well, yeah, they've been bottling up the, their vulnerabilities until someone comes along and shakes them loose. But they're still like they all have that. There's a room that they go to that mm-hmm. they all hang out, and then so. They've all been there long enough that they can that they're that they're close enough. Whether or not they're like opening yeah, no, up about their a, past, there's a clear rapport between yeah. kind of the first four. But there's not like nothing. None of them know anything about each other's past. That just seems false to me. Well, they've been reinforcing the whole movie that these people don't want to open up. They have the little group therapy sessions and no one talks. I feel like it's just the like. Okay, then let's go with that one then. We're, we're, in, we're in one of those group therapy sessions. And the way that the doctor is talking is as if they are like, that, that them not opening up is kind of a, is, isn't, isn't a, a, a long standing thing. Mm-hmm. That they're just like, okay, open up. Okay, and moving to the next. It's not, because if it's, they have a rapport together. Mm-hmm. that seems and 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 some clearly established locations and like history with each other right that seems to be long enough that if they have been withholding all of their past stuff in those therapy sessions the doctor would show some sign of irritation yeah but um, there was no sign of irritation it was just like ah this is like week number one yeah and they're not opening up we'll get to them eventually yeah not long enough that they've built this rapport fair enough yeah or or some sign of joy when someone actually does open yeah up. exactly yeah. yeah okay that's that's fair yeah it's just the 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 timing of everything feels weird and then again that might be that might be traceable back to the editing it, no it absolutely could be like i just like it, it the whole time anytime something happened i go how the fuck long have they been here? Mm-hmm. Have they been here for months or have they been here for like a week where she showed up? It's all part of the spooky ambience. Ooh. Spookiness of bad editing. It's <laughs> it. And it just, and then the exposition just didn't make sense. I don't know. I haven't been able to pinpoint it yet, but I want to do some sort of maybe an episode on exposition, mm-hmm. like well and badly done exposition in movies and I want to find what that pattern is where it feels natural for what a person would be telling. Mm-hmm. So if you asked me, let, let's, let's flash back to when we did the episodes on each other. Okay. And you were like, so what brought you here? Mm-hmm. Outside of a podcast scene or a podcast like setting where I'm prepared to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It would be disjointed. It would be it would be missing things. It would mm-hmm. be focusing on the things that were most like that are like the funny parts, mm-hmm. not a story where you're like, I uh, my dad once said, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Like launching into a model, it just didn't feel natural. For, right? It, it, maybe it was just natural dialogue. Yeah. Of an exposition, that's probably what it was. Which yeah. is is going back to my point that the writing was not good, mm-hmm. and it just like. The the words that were said, and then back to what I said, what I was saying earlier, the screen direction that they were given just felt wrong. Mm-hmm. But they were delivering the words in emotional ways that that felt uncanny. Yeah, 
it's it's saying the wrong thing with the right attitude basically and just the whole movie was that Mm -hmm. every single person i think the only person that i could think was the the most kind of on track with like kind of okay was charlie heaton's character it just hmm. the the way that he was talking just felt a little bit more natural than the rest of them. Yeah, like specifically Ileana was just atrocious the whole time to me. Every time she would talk, she was one of the, she was the character that I had in mind when I think of bad screen direction but well said mm-hmm. thing. And yeah. I was just like, what you just said, how you said it. If I took that line alone it would feel good. It would feel right. Mm-hmm. But based on what it's a reaction to makes no goddamn sense. Yeah. And it was just that the whole movie and the whole time I was just like, I don't understand what this is. Mm-hmm. So there's that. <laughs> okay. Any rebuttal or any sort of, no, I'm sympathetic. Um, so there's that there is, Oh God, what was the other thing? There's so many other parts. Uh, the powers were horrendously defined. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because, as we'll get to in a minute, turns out they're pretty comic accurate. Okay, but in the comics, do they give more restrictions? Like, is there any sort of? So, my thing is, I can't. It's spoilery. We'll save it. Okay, I don't know how to remember. The powers are ill-defined. We'll they're get back they're to just. It. it it doesn't feel right or make sense mm-hmm. or really just knowing what they do mm-hmm. like does the fire guy have super strength that was never addressed <laughs> he fucking threw a thing that he should not have been able to throw with two hands mm-hmm. but he did he did yeah. so apparently he has super strength mm-hmm. so fire gives him super strength and then i was like what um it's like the human torch you're not helping your case <laughs> that's also not a very good movie um any of them well the first one's like fine that's not the movie we're talking about first one's not great um shit what were the other ones um i'll talk about themes for a second this is a movie that had a story it knew what story it wanted to tell it just didn't know why it wanted to tell it and so it's just like yeah here's some characters here's the relationships between them why i don't know yeah um it feels like again it feels like probably there was an original vision that actually had some sort of big picture theme some Mm -hmm. big picture ideas at least it my what i think the theme what i thought the theme was gonna be going in was because i was going into i Mm -hmm. this was the most disappointing i've ever disappointed i've ever been Mm -hmm. hellboy looked bad when we were gonna go into it i was like kind of low expectation of it you were you were hoping I was hoping <laughs> when I actually like rationally sat down and watched the trailer ahead of time, I was like, is this, this going to be bad? Yeah. But be bad. this trailer looked really good and I had high expectations. And the theme that I like the, the, the idea that I thought I was, was going to get was what happens when six people, six, five, four, five, five people. <laughs> I don't know how many people there are five people with powers. They don't know how to control are put in a confined space and are and are subjected to psychological trauma mm-hmm. all at the same time. What happens? Like what, what would cause what would happen? And that's not what we got. Not really at all. Like yeah. it, it's just, it didn't, f- 
feel like it even tried to make you ask that question. I don't think so. I think it it tried to answer that question, but it fucked up and answered a different question that would that was not it. Yeah. It was answering a different question by trying to just answer this question, which if we like for people who are unfamiliar with like how we're talking about themes, we have a theme episode where we actually talk about what themes are and kind of how how those are well done. Go back, check that out. Go back and check Good out stuff. a themes episode. Anyway, one of the big theses of that episode was that um, bad literature and story storytelling mediums um, either doesn't deal with capital Q questions or just gives you the answers to the questions. Mm-hmm. Good literature asks the questions. Great literature or storytelling media gets you to ask questions. Yes. And I had my questions going in. Mm-hmm. Still don't have an answer. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, it's so good. It Time inversion yeah. asked the questions ahead Stop of time. Stop talking about Tenet. <laughs> I can't. We haven't seen it's it yet. It's so we, good. We haven't have had seen it yet. <laughs> um, the other big egregious flaw in the movie was that all the characters felt like caricatures. You are correct that they all felt different and they are orig- and they're all separate mm-hmm. like types of characters, but they all felt just like caricatures. One of them was just a horny rich guy. One yeah. of them was just a bitch. One of them's just a the lesbian. One of <laughs> one of them's just the Kentucky like quiet guy. Mm-hmm. Like they're just caricatures of of characterizations. And when I was watching it, so I talked to you about this. Right now, creatively, my mind is just dwelling in character mm-hmm. in like creating solid characters with their motives and what they are. And then also their arc through a story mm-hmm. like with Ross, I'm focusing right now. I'm focusing very hard on every character that we have defined and kind of what their arc is through the story, how their story affects them. Like I'm basically looking at an aspect of them at the beginning mm-hmm. and how that's going to be different at the end. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to find that and figure out how that's going to give it some more girth. Yeah. Pull those threads. And so my brain is so enveloped by character mm-hmm. and how character arcs work through the story and how they're interacting with the story. And so when, when we get that first kind of the, the, that first therapy session where we get that, immediate Mm -hmm. this is what these characters are like i was like wow these guys are overdone versions of uh uh, of interesting ideas of characters how is that going to change by the end and about 30 minutes after that scene maybe 30 minutes Mm -hmm. i'm really bad at timing in the middle of a movie 30 minutes could have been five minutes um i i was thinking to myself that what i feel like they're gonna do is all these characters are going to change. They're going to become less extreme versions of these, but they're all going to end up as like the same kind of lukewarm character. And I will say that they didn't end up that way because I don't know how they did end up. What are they like now? I'm going to talk about this in spoilers. I think they all, I, they all had some sort of development. Huh? I think the like they had a development, and you kind of saw it start to happen, mm-hmm. but I don't know where it ended. I don't know what the end point is. And like, in every movie, there should be an end point. I should be able to I, I tell you exactly what each of those characters were, are like now mm-hmm. compared to what they were at the beginning. But I can't. I just feel like the, I could tell you where they were going, mm-hmm. but the ending was just kind of like lopped short. It was like, ah, it's the end of the big battle. And... I mean, all but one character 
I, I could tell you exactly what one character's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it was like, ah, oh, the big ending's the end. The, 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 the resolution sentence of all of them, which I can't really say cause it's spoilery, but it, it doesn't feel like these, like it feel like it feels like the characters were growing, but not that they have grown. Does that make sense? Yeah. We, we chopped it off in the middle of the process. And yeah. It's, it's yeah, still I, a I verb. Just, I don't know where that's that, that, that character arc ends mm-hmm. and it made me feel so just irritated. I was just like, I just feel unsatisfied. Okay. I'm going to disagree with you, but it'll okay. it'll be when we get to spoilers. But is it making sense why I didn't like this movie? Yeah, no, I <laughs> I, I fully acknowledge the points you're saying. And I'm not going to sit here and say it's a great movie. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I think objectively it's fairly mediocre. Mm-hmm. But I, I looked up. It's got a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Whoa. Yeah. Metacritic's at 55. That was exactly what I was going to guess. Yeah. That is the, I should have said it because that was exactly the number I was going <laughs> to say. We should start doing that where I look up the reviews and you tell me what you think it is on all the three on, yeah. like, on Rotten Tomatoes. IMDb. What do you think it was on IMDb? Um, well, IMDb is super volatile at this point, mm-hmm. like early in a movie's run. I'm going to say about a 6.8. Yeah, I think you're pretty close. I think it was a 6.6. Six. Yeah. I think you were pretty pretty close to that, yeah. I know. I'm good at this. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't see the Rotten Tomatoes one coming though. No, I didn't. Um I didn't either. Honestly, I thought like the casual people would like it. On the entire movie I was like cuz I've gotten to a point with my movie going experience and with doing the reviews and all the podcasts and learning about this stuff that I I can I'm starting to identify when I don't like something or I do like something that it, it it's something exclusive of what casual moviegoers see. Mm-hmm. So the stuff that I was watching is like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. A casual moviegoer probably just wouldn't notice this. Yeah. Like these aren't the things that the casual moviegoer is noticing. Like mm-hmm. this is my girlfriend is, I would consider a casual moviegoer. And mm-hmm. I think she would be fine with this movie. She wouldn't love it, but yeah, she would six, eight it like, yeah, just, it's a it's a fine movie. Well, seven seven is a pretty good movie for me. So mm-hmm. I, I I'm gonna say this is like a four. I'm, I don't have my my food analogy right. yet. I don't know. I like, kind of like actually just go into the numbers. You know, let's huh? uh, let's do this cleanly. Let's, let's yeah. get some numbers on here. Let's do some numbers. I would. I actually no. no we both have a pretty clearly defined uh, ranking system on our IMDb. So that yeah. actually is a good and it like, lines up really well. It does us. actually like yeah. eerily. <laughs> Because <laughs> I sent you, I think I told you what it was, and you're just like, with the exception of one number, it's almost exactly what it is. Yeah, we should probably do something like put something somewhere where people can go. Okay, Preston rated this uh, this number. What does that mm-hmm. actually mean? Right. Um, but we haven't done ugly yet. Yeah. Okay. Also, we haven't finished bad. I'm trying okay. to think. Of, um, There's probably more bad. There probably is. I'm drawing a blank on it. I think from a casual moviegoer experience, this movie would suffer because it's it is low stakes. It's kind of yeah. Um, it's just a few people fighting one thing mm-hmm. without much in the way of consequences. So I think it it's kind of a movie that's not for anyone. Mm-hmm. It's not smart enough or well-made enough to appeal to someone who's going to think about it super intellectually. Mm-hmm. But it's not exciting enough or big enough um, to really pay off for kind of a casual moviegoer. Yeah. So it works for me, but no one else. Yeah. 
I think the last one, and it has to, it has to do with character. Again, my brain is so enveloped by character mm-hmm. right now that it's, that's all I'm thinking of. And this was just not a good movie for that. <laughs> Disagree, get, but okay. When it gets down to the nitty gritty of it, like it's, I just feel like this was not a well done movie with character. Um, it's not perfect. The, Better than Dunkirk. Huh? Better than Dunkirk character wise. I, I don't know. I, when we watched Dunkirk, I was nowhere near developed mm-hmm. with watching movies as I was now. So now, now that I've got my sound system, we watch Dunkirk, I can watch it with a better critical eye. Yeah. It has no character. Interesting. I'm excited to see Tom Hardy with a mask and no character. I love it. Um, so when, in my mind, two characters interaction, if, if a character's growth is the way that they interact with another character, which is a very, very good way to do a character growth. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs to be gradual in some way. Yeah. One of two ways. One, whether it's actually like a, a slow growth mm-hmm. and like you and how you do that is kind of like, you can do that in various ways. Just kind of how they act around a character can slowly change. Mm-hmm. Or you can do it basically the way uh, uh, I'm trying to visualize how you would do this. Where it's not a spectrum. Mm-hmm. It's more of two different colors, like black and white. But there's specks of black in the white area. Mm-hmm. And then as it gets closer to the black, it's more and more common black. So like, right. like dialogue lines. Yeah. You're, you say, oh, you're just being an asshole to this character at the beginning. And then you say one nice line, but then you go back to being an asshole. Mm-hmm. And then you say another nice line and then you go back to being an asshole. And then really soon after you kind of have a nice heart to heart moment, mm-hmm. but then you go back to being an asshole again. And mm-hmm. then by the end of it, you are friends. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of that, that back and forth thing. Between two of the characters, the main character and kind of her primary adversary character, Mm -hmm. there was none of that. It didn't feel like there was any of that. It was, I hate you, and then inciting incident, now we're best buds and I'm going to fight for you. And I was just like, where where was the development? I know where it was, but I'll save it for spoilers. Okay. Look forward to proving you wrong. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I think I know where it might be. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm, I, yeah, we'll talk about it in spoilers. Mm-hmm. I think that's all I can think of for bad. Mm-hmm. Thing is, I spent my entire drive home thinking about how I can take everything I liked and making it non-spoilery. So in the spoiler section, I'm not going to have a whole lot. It's just going to be reiterating all of my points yeah. <laughs> and giving better examples. Okay. Well, I'll uh, talk about character stuff that I liked. So we'll actually kind of get some good back and forth there. I cool. Think. All right. Yeah. All um, right. Ugly. Ugly. Uh, very briefly. So this is Charlie mm-hmm. Heaton. No, I'm just kidding. He's a, he's a fine guy. He's, yeah, <laughs> I don't, uh, he's, I don't he's know. He's not Dacre Montgomery, that's for fucking sure. Oh boy, who is? <laughs> More like Dacre Mount Yummery, am I right? Oh my God. <laughs> Ow, so correct. Um, so this is loosely based on a three-issue run of New Mutants from 1970-something. Oh, he's looking it up real quick. I'm uh, going to kill some time and... Uh, 1991? Ooh. That was way off what i thought it was it's it 91 this can't be 91 that didn't, that's not 91 no this is 70 something that would I 83 would, 83 i was about to say like that's that's around that's teen titans kind of style yeah um yeah so it's it's based on a three issue run of new mutants from 1983 uh by chris claremont um a, oh yeah 
Okay. The guy himself. Yeah, the guy, Cliff Cameron himself, Chris, you know who, you remember who he is, right? Yeah. He's the hidden sixth member of, the hidden sixth founding member of, uh, Mm -hmm. wait. No, was he one of the, was he one of the five? Jim Lee, Todd McFarland, enemy of the show Rob Liefeld, uh, holy shit. I'm drawing blanks. I guess Chris Claremont. Must be. And then I'm completely blanking. Dan Jurgens. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we already have one bad writer in there. And then <laughs> yeah. Not important. Anyway. Go back and listen to that episode. Yeah, and then. Image you Comics. You Maybe. won't be dropping a blank on that. Huh? You won't be dropping a blank on that, dear listener, if you go back yeah. and listen to our episode on Image Comics. Image Comics. Yeah. You know, we. I feel like we're this is a review that's happening this and tenet are the two reviews that are happening kind of amidst the the transition mm-hmm. into more corporate overlord justice losers mm-hmm. i feel like we might revisit a lot of our episodes differently yeah i kind of want to do a better image comics mm-hmm. episode that's not what we're talking about anyway <laughs> ugly. uh loosely based on the demon bear story arc it's a three-issue story arc um the sort of the core cast of characters is the same and they are um i would say sort of modern interpretations of the characters that feel very faithful to um who they are Mm -hmm. so i don't know a whole lot about the backstories of any of these particular characters but they're drawn out more dramatized more given a little more grit and um tragedy i guess we could say mm-hmm. uh but the the powers are authentic and sort of the relationships in, within the team feel pretty authentic to the way it's presented in the original story mm-hmm. um the sort of rough contours of the original story are the same but it's it's a completely different story there's no secondary villain in the comics mm. um it's a uh, it's just it's done very differently and i'll get more into that in the spoilers uh, even the, the the theme and sort of the way it all unravels is done very differently. Okay. But is it the same setting? No. I mean, it's very clearly an adaptation of the Demon Bear storyline. It just does it very differently. Um, part of the problem, I think, is that if you did the actual original version, it would feel very 70s, early 80s comic mm-hmm. booky. y um, There's some really great and iconic moments in it and some cool stuff, but there's also like oh, we're going to a weird pocket dimension and wherever this creature's shadow falls becomes under its dominion. Oh. And, uh. like, yeah, it's it's just a little comic booky and weird. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's 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 definitely faithful to, um, in some sense, I guess sort of the, the literal spirit of the thing. Thematically, again, like I said, it doesn't have much. The movie doesn't have much in the way of themes. The, the story very much does. Literal spirit, because... Because the spirit, I kind of thought it was a spirit. The the thing, yeah, sort of, yeah. It's kind of spirity, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it it doesn't feel it, it it doesn't feel like a contradiction of the original source material. Mm-hmm. It just feels like a bit of a reinterpretation. Should we spoil this movie? Let's... We should. We should probably rate this movie. We should. Oh, rate the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you put it at? This is one of those ones where I'm probably going to go home and I'm going to put it in as a seven on IMDb, but then I'm going to go back in a couple of days and knock it down to a six. All right. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do two things. I'm going to do my food analogy like I used to, and then I'm going to do, I'm going to move us into, I'm going to help, mm-hmm. I'm going to help ease it into the new 
So it's still all the all the longtime listeners that have loved mm-hmm. to listen to my food analogies. This is peanut butter stuck on the roof of my mouth. Like, I like peanut butter. Mm-hmm. I like superhero stuff. Yeah. But like, I don't know, it's just going to take me a little bit to like kind of, like, yeah, you know, like that, yeah. that feeling of trying to like just scrape it off the top of your mouth. It's yeah. just like kind of like makes your jaw like, or your, uh, like the back of your tongue kind of tighten up. Oh yeah. You get those tongue cramps. Yeah, exactly. That's like that. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, you know, the, the, the. The core of what this movie is, which is a superhero movie, was kind of fine. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, all right. But like, the the way that it went was not great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, um, in my IMDb rating, probably a f- four or a five. Okay. Uh oh, god, I would probably put it at a five because if i was to do a full x-men watch through i would end up watching it Mm -hmm. like i wouldn't i would not watch it again four is pretty much in that domain which is like man i really don't want to watch this again Mm -hmm. like if it's in a marathon i'm not gonna leave and go to the bathroom for two hours yeah (laughs) and then come back for the next one yeah so i'll be fine with it so it's about a five okay fair enough i think that's what five is yeah, that sounds between like sounds right. three and six, it gets really like hazy. <laughs> yeah, I've got some kind of blurry blurriness in there. Yeah, a little bit because two is fuck no, I will not watch it at any cost. Yeah, and then one is Hellboy. <laughs> right, <laughs> glad we have that in common. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's that's about that. It's if someone wants to watch it, I'll opt out. Unless, like, it, someone wants to do a full marathon. Right. Like, honestly, even sound-wise, like, my brain is also now stuck in good sound design because mm-hmm. I just goddamn watched Blade Runner 2049 uh-huh. in my, with my new system. I don't have a reason to put it on my TV. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah. Fair. All right. Uh, let's spoil this movie. All right, let's spoil it. Spoil uh, the balls off it. Spoiling so much. If you don't so want it spoiled, spoil. go away. Go... I don't know. I was going to say go watch the movie and then come back, but like. You don't have to. You don't have to. Wait for streaming, honestly. Yeah. Like, this one just doesn't feel like it needed to be a theatrical release. It really doesn't. Like, a lot of the defects, like the the awkward sound editing and stuff, wouldn't show up so badly on your laptop. Yeah. So. So. Giant demon bear murders (laughs) murders the lady. Yeah. Totally saw that coming, honestly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, she's not going to make it to the end of the movie. No. Yeah. No. So, let's talk about good for a minute. All right. Fucking Ileana's fighting sword and dragon and, like, that whole, like, the other realm mm-hmm. looked dope as shit. Really did. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, the and the reveal, like, the, the after reveal reveal. The what should have been the reveal. The what should have been the reveal looked so cool. Just yeah. that slow growth and it, like, yeah. and it, it just, and then the sword and, it, and then it starts cutting into the ground just, like, by just being dragged. Mm-hmm. That was such a cool shot. Yep. And I will watch that shot again and again. Yep. If I could. Yeah. Um, there, are, there are two moments in this movie that I went, yeah, internally. And that was one, one of them. Uh, when uh, Sunspot first mm. kind of emerged. Yeah. Sunspot. The, okay. That's the. So like when he, term. and then when he gets pushed into the water. 
Like that one? No, in the the final fight when he oh. comes out of hiding. That's his character development, don't you see? His I did see. So the thing is, like, like with the characters, his I saw, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it, I I guess his. Okay, I'm I'm now justifying it in my head. His was a very backed into a corner development rather mm-hmm. than a standing up for his friends kind of development. Right. Um, because he refused to let his powers out. Right. Until when the first time he actually let his powers out slightly. Well, I mean, he got exploded. Yeah. Uh, but then when he like panicked, when he saw the face monster smiling man, was what are those called? Were those in the book? No. Okay. Um, what were they called? Like smiling man or something like that? Yeah. Uh, when he saw that thing, like when his eyes went and his hands went, I liked that a lot, by the way, mm-hmm. just his eyes and his hands. That was really cool. Like the way that it kind of worked. Yeah. Very Hephaestus from, um, the Wonder Woman comics. Oh. Cause his are kind of like, that's those hands are kind of what they look like in the comics. Like mm-hmm. he's the forge guy. So his hands are cool. Know, forge yeah. Um, it, that looked good. So that was kind of like backed out or backed into a corner. Like, Fuck. And then trying to get out, using it to try to get out, mm-hmm. uh, were the only really two times that, that he kind of subtly came out. Mm-hmm. And then the big one at the end of the fight, at the fight, was like, um, what was his reason for really standing up and fighting? Rain said, "Dude, you got to go do something." And he's like, "All right, I actually got to stand up here and do yeah. something." That was Maisie Williams' job for the last thirty minutes was telling other people to fucking do shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, she's good at bossing people around. Yeah. Got a lot of practice on Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's good. You know, she had to deal with a lot of faceless men in this one. Yeah. She totally <laughs> did. Actually, she really didn't. No, not so much. That was kind of... I don't think she ever interacted with them. No, I don't think she did. Because um, Danny never did. Yeah. That was mainly just for Ileana, and then... And then the boys got dragged in. Dude fucking like zooming through all of them. That was kind of cool. That was cool. I liked his powers too. Mm-hmm. Like the, 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 that's one of the things is like the, the, the powers kind of made sense to me. I liked the, you like, just said that the powers make no sense and have no rules. Did I say make sense to me? Yeah. Sorry. The powers click with me that they look cool and they kind of, I like, I just, mm-hmm. so what's his deal? Is he just like really fucking fast and flying? Yeah. He basically turns himself into a ball. A, a can, his name's cannonball. And oh. he, yeah, he basically just takes off and explodes around. He's got a ton of momentum and energy and stuff. Um, That's how physics works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the The one thing that they point out about him in the comics. He's about 10 years after when he would have just been named like Kinetico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one thing that they like to point out in the comics is, and you you get this from the movie, he's kind of raw and untrained. So he's good at, you know, bouncing around and doing damage, but he's, doesn't have any control over the landing and he is not invulnerable when he's in cannonball state oh okay so that's why he's got the bruise and the broken arm and um stuff like that it's you know he he does it but it it he can he can get injured yeah yeah um the dragon i really liked her in her little guy like the the very like the two times we got it where Mm -hmm. Like her kind of vulnerable moment was good mm-hmm. when, well, she was like, uh, run hell, like whatever that, whatever she said mm-hmm. in the, that, in that voice, that was kind of funny. I'll uh, see you in heck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then kind of like when she was in there, she was like, let's go to our state. Like that's her companion. 
Yeah. And then having that little dragon guy on her shoulder was like, ah, like with the fire. Yeah. That was adorable. I like that. Yeah, that's good. So in the comics, it's like an actual alien dragon that just follows her around. Oh. Um, and so making it the little hand puppet, I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. It's kind of a way to tone it down. I don't think we'll get the actual dragon thing, but mm-hmm. all right, that's cool. This is like nice little sort of grounded modern take on it. And then they brought out the actual dragon. and I was like, sweet. Wasn't expecting it, but I'll take it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. I would accuse it of rip-offery with the, the blonde lady with the dragon, <laughs> but <laughs> this came first. Um, I do, however, have a problem with the fact that they never fucking explain it. She's just magic, and she no, can she, portal? She goes into another dimension. That's what limbo is. Okay. It's Yeah, it's some like dimensional powers. It's... See, not, the fact that you can't even really explain it's it... It's not terribly well-defined. Tells Speaks to my point that, like, I'm yeah. just like... Because she, like, teleported. She dropped into the pocket dimension. It, it and then seemed like teleported. I was like, place. what the fuck is this? Like, because if they just said something about, like, oh, I can really, like, if they just, like, a throwaway line about mm-hmm. it. That, like, yeah. like, they explain, like, oh, it's limbo. I'm like, cool. So there's other place. Is it, like, a figment of your imagination? Or is it a thing that actually exists? And like, oh, but you'd be complaining if they explained it. You'd say it's too much exposition. I would if they, if she went into a monologue <laughs> explaining the whole thing. Oh, you're impossible. <laughs> but no, if she did do some like line where she was like, like she disappears and then reappears somewhere else, and someone and says, "How like, do you do that?" And, and I was like, "Oh, I just like I can drop in and out whenever I want." Yeah, good, cool. That's all I need. A sentence it explains it. Yep. But I was just like, okay, so she can teleport, and then I was definitely lost until they actually like. When mm-hmm. it was with the her and uh, um, what's it, Roberto, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Wait, was that her?" I'm confused. I thought she like because I, I thought she teleported back mm-hmm. to her room to write something really quickly. Uh-huh. Like I was like I was trying to put that together. Like what was she writing? Was it like encant- uh, enchantments or something? Maybe because that that's never explained. Yeah, she like sprays the thing and she writes stuff and she's like writing on her arm and stuff. And I'm like, or on her sock or something. I was like, cool. What the fuck is that? And they never explain that. I don't know. That probably, it's probably a deleted scene. Probably got lost in the edit somewhere. Yeah. Like I just, that is another thing. I was like, okay, what the fuck is this thing? Cause I thought it was her that was like doing mm-hmm. Roberto. And then she like teleported back mm-hmm. to her room to write something. I was like, Oh, what's she doing? Like, is there something that she has to do? And then she like came back and then like in the scene after when she's like, no, I, that wasn't me. Like I wasn't there. I was like, is she is she lying? Because she is just a stereotypical yeah. bitch, and I was just like, "Is she? What's happening?" And I was so lost for so long. I was pretty confused about that. It just, I, I don't know. Well, yeah. <laughs> I thought uh, we were gonna get like a a separate like someone else's projecting images or something. Yeah, like a new character is gonna pop up or something. Yeah, almost. But yeah, so that like just so her powers. Lack of defining in her powers made a different scene really confusing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I, no, she did look. I, I liked the teleportation effect I like. Uh, mm-hmm. the, all the different ways in the past 10 years they've handled teleportation effects. I kind of like all of them. I don't think there's a single one that I don't like. Jumper. I like it, though. It's true. Where it leaves a tear in this fabric of space. Yeah. That's fuck it. That makes sense. Like you're yeah. literally warping space. Yeah. Jumper's pretty cool. I, it's a I, dumb movie, but it's fun. I watched it one time on like FX when I was 
It was like a year after it came out. So what that had been like 2009 or something, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Isn't that, isn't that Anakin? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, hey, he can be in. I think that was my first moment that like Star Wars actors are actors that are other in other uh, places. Yeah. I was just like, oh, Star Wars actors are just actors in Star Wars, right? They, they don't do anything else. Hmm? But I was like, that. Nah. Not the movie we're talking about. Nope. That's really our mantra. It should be our like tagline for this. Oh yeah, it totally is. I've been I've accepted that forever mm-hmm. ago. What else was good about it? So I want to I want to talk about the characters. I we okay. talked a little bit about Roberto and um he's kind of got an arc. Like so the way I figure is they've all kind of got some sort of barrier they've put up and it breaks down over the course of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um so Roberto he kind of puts on this act. He's the the billionaire playboy. Yeah. Without the, without the philanthropist part. Oh. Philanderer. There you go. Yeah, nailed yeah. it. Nice. Billionaire playboy philanthropist. Philan- philanderer. Philanderer. But... No, he doesn't say anything else. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so he's he kind of puts on that act, but it's kind of just a show of bravado to cover up his, his vulnerability and sort of his fear about his, um, the, his powers, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, oh, I'm just a... a normal person with an awesome life just shove my powers away and not think about them and then as the movie goes on he kind of he has to break them out in certain moments and then at the end he chooses to break them out to fight for his friends and it's sort of his assertion of his superhero-dom i would say his is the most his his backstory is simple enough that it it made sense to me right it's just like yeah, like I guess it's with with his heart rate or something. Yeah. Like something the like whole <laughs> Right. I'm all, now he's just like now that he can control it, he's like, that's my secret. I'm always horny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just maybe that's his thing. Is he's yeah. just he's the fucking horny guy, so he's yeah. just always horny. Yep. Uh it's just, it's just popping a boner to him. <laughs> yeah. Um But uh no, his his like he just he got too heated. Mm-hmm. And then I, I knew that was his thing with the trailers when he was just like, uh, I can't do it. I just get too hot. I'm like, ah, he's the fire guy. Right. <laughs> um, I, I will, if there was one character that I, that I, that I would say that I liked compared to the rest of them, it'd probably be him. Okay. Cause his, his care, his arc happened. Mm-hmm. His backstory was simple enough that it made sense. Mm-hmm. His, his powers seem somewhat defined mm-hmm. clearly. Um, so good yeah. on him. All right. Uh, Ileana. Again, she's... What the fuck's her backstory? She was a child prostitute. Oh! If I was reading that right. Oh! Oh! You didn't... Oh, okay. No, because, like, all the other backstories were literal. Yeah. Like, it it put such a... Uh, a figurative and metaphorical mm-hmm. backstory amid four other very literal backstories. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what the fuck are these demons? And the fact that she like, and so like her whole existence seemed more like hyper reality to me because yeah. she's magic and she has this dimension. And then there's these like smiling men and shit. And I was mm-hmm. just like, what, what is like, what is it? Yeah. That makes sense now. Yeah. 
It just, in the context of the movie, it was out of place being so metaphorical. Yeah. They backed themselves into a corner by trying to do the movie PG-13 because oh, they couldn't totally. actually come out and say it. Because they, did they say fuck one time? Yes. They did. And I was just like, is because uh, it was early too. It was really, really early. And I was just like, oh, they said fuck. Okay. So the, I couldn't remember if it was rated PG-13 or R. I was like, right. is this R? And then like about towards the end of the movie, I'm like, this is, there's no way this is R. Yeah. It's uh. There's moments where it's kind of teetering on the edge, yeah. but it never really goes over. Yeah. So you get like side boob at one point. Yeah. Uh, it's just um, like, that's the only, like, and you see their backs. Yeah. And there's a little bit of blood when the, the doctor gets. Um, Is there? Well, first when she gets chewed up by rain and then it's, oh, you yeah. don't see anything, but it's kind of, it's graphic anyway, when mm-hmm. she actually gets bare eaten. Is that in the book? No. Oh no, it's not. She's, that she's, whole thing. Yeah, that, that whole character's not yeah. even in the book. Yeah, in the in the book, they're actually just at Professor X's school. Yeah, where they would be. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and a little different thing. I'll, I'll get into it in the ugly, okay. but yeah, it's different. What was I talking about? Uh, Ileana. Ileana. Yeah. So she had very horrifying and traumatic childhood, mm-hmm. and has again, she's put up the barrier. She's she's the classic bully. Like, yeah. The bully archetype. She's she's picking on people, and again like trying to put out this barrier in this show of strength to mm-hmm. cover up her own traumas and her own mm-hmm. um, vulnerabilities, I guess. Yeah. And then when she's forced to confront that trauma head on, when the, the monsters come out of the, uh, out of the wall basically and um, appear to her, it breaks down that barrier completely and humbles her in a way. And so she's able to actually be a person at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and she still gets kind of her strong moments because she has developed this coping mechanism for fighting it. And mm-hmm. so when she goes full magic warrior, it's, you know, it feels genuine to the character because yeah. she is a fighter. Mm-hmm. But I had somewhere I was going with that, but I don't think it was any green the, conclusions. The child, the child prostitute thing makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Because, I mean, the the face monsters like the face and the body are very deformed but if you look at the stuff that's analogous to a human those look like russian businessmen like the stereotypical Mm -hmm. suits but like no shirt and it's open and they've got the tattoos and yeah yeah and like they make me cry but i make them smile like that kind of stuff like all the all the lines and stuff that right and of course of course they'd wear masks so they can't be recognized yeah but man i was in this movie everything was so literal like yeah. the bear demon bear was a literal fucking demon bear. Yeah. Like that's the thing. So that when it was, it was like these faceless men, I'm like, ah, yeah. Giant lanky slenderman with mouths. Like mm-hmm. that, I was just like, that's apparently what it is. But what the fuck are these things? Like mm-hmm. it just like, I, I'm a, I can tell that you see my point. Yeah. How this is just out of place metaphorical. Yeah. <laughs> and no, I was, I, man, yeah. I wish like, I wish I could, I wish all of them were like that in a way that like, it was mm-hmm. like this gritty kind of like your brain remembers things. I mean, you could try to finick it the way, the, what she said, what fucking, what's her name said in the beginning where like mm-hmm. your brain tries to remember trauma in different ways. Yeah. Accredit that line to this. I think that's, yeah. I Maybe. Think that's, I think that's almost what that was supposed to be. <sighs> Terribly done. Yeah. No. <laughs> Again, we probably lose some of those connecting threads in the edit. Yeah. Okay, so we got um, her covered. Yep. Rain. Uh, Rain is, I mean... Werewolf kind of thing. Yeah, werewolf kind of thing. Scottish priest thing. Pretty yeah. straightforward. Yeah. I don't think about it. Um, but hers is just that she's like a lesbian and she wants to bang. Like, I didn't... 
She didn't really have an arc, like a different arc from the beginning to the end. Not so much. It was more just coming out of her shell. And I guess. Coming out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of straightforward. It's just a, it's sort of a, a miniaturized coming of age thing with her. Yeah. I guess. I guess. Um, yeah. She never really seemed like, there, there was nothing to indicate that she was ever really closeted. Right. Like if there was something where they were like, like just honestly, again, throwaway lines mm-hmm. can do wonders mm-hmm. where someone just says like, oh, you ever been like fucking in the truth or dare thing? Mm-hmm. Maybe put her in there and they're like, you ever been with a, a dude? And she like, just make her look uncomfortable mm-hmm. and go, yeah, like try to like lie out of it. And they're like, oh, she's lying. Like mm-hmm. do it with a, it works. I guess it worked for Roberto too, like his character yeah. development stuff. Um, but something, because if her whole thing is coming of age, coming out of the closet, give yeah. her, give us something that indicates that she was closeted. Yeah. Because you could imply, or you could, you could uh, I assume mean, that she's just Ileana's a bully. You could have some sort of something. homophobic throwaway line. Yeah, somewhere. exactly. Because yeah. obviously she's fucking racist too. Because she was like Pocahontas mm-hmm. and Standing Rock. Yep. Um, I will say, until the actual like, the duking out, that was the stupidest fucking bully argument ever. Like, just the. Danny didn't, uh, whatever her name was, didn't play that well and pull that off well. Yeah. It was just like, I'm angry and I'm going to get in your face and be angry. And it was just like, yeah. And feel like you're angry. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like you're reading from a script right now. Yeah. Um, but no, like, I, I feel like just there was not really much with Rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, not much of a, not a whole lot. Like, yeah. Maybe there was something that got left in the editing room floor. Mm hmm. We'll never know. I want to see the Snyder cut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for the Snyder cut. I don't know about you. Not the movie we're talking about. <laughs> Not the show we're talking about. Sort of. Miniseries. Direct. Um, Direct to video miniseries? Direct to streaming? Uh, DTS? Um, uh, it's a... It's a new entry in the media landscape. How about that? Direct to streaming. It's a direct to streaming miniseries. No. Unedited. Well, edited, but blown up. This is not the movie, movie we're talking about. <laughs> not the movie we're talking about. I already said that for this movie. Um. Okay, so we got her covered. Uh. Now, Charlie Heaton. Charlie Heaton. What's his, his character's name? Uh, Cannonball. Can- well, what's his that's a great question. <laughs> they never fucking say his name. <laughs> they do. They do like one time, but they don't, don't say don't it as often as Ileana or Rain or Birdo. Right. Um, Kentucky. Kentucky. Called him Kentucky one yeah. time. His was the wasted opportunity, I think. As I'm going to get into in the comics, um, sort of the, the theme of the, the comic story is guilt. Um, mm. That's a pretty major player. Yeah. He's the one that has the guilt. And like, there's some moments that you can see him trying to overcome that so like i i love the way he's portrayed at the beginning like he's you can tell he's just kind of a nice genuine down-to-earth guy and he's he's comfortable with these people um but he's like you can see just kind of this shiftiness in his eyes and just a discomfort at times and i think he plays it really well accent notwithstanding (laughs) (laughs) i will say the accent wasn't terrible having like being from the south Mm -hmm. and like experience like I was. I'm not from Kentucky, and Kentucky's a very different accent. Like that, it's it's much more like Tennessee. There's Tennessee, and then there's like Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that, that wasn't even a good I, I can't do it with kentucky kentucky is very like weird <laughs> yeah. unique south but like i i, I kind of bought it yeah the whole time i was just like ah colonel sanders <laughs> it was probably the least bad accent yeah well besides uh danny's well yeah which is just just her accent american accent. is she is that actress actually native american i don't know i feel like that's such an easy thing to get right one would hope they did um <laughs> look it up while you're, go ahead and look talking. that up real quick yeah um so he his character cannonball he should have had sort of this overcoming his guilt and um coming to terms with himself and there's not really a moment where they do that there's like that little bit at the very end um and the the like the after the final battle cleanup where he like he fingers the piece of coal and puts it back in his pocket Mm -hmm. like that's supposed to carry some thematic weight there but it kind of doesn't because he hasn't really had any arc any dealing with his guilt head on i don't think he did i thought that's what that was i thought he was metaphorically letting go of his past oh i thought he just picked up a rock and threw it i think he chucked the coal he might have chucked the coal okay that's that's what because you were saying you were like that mm-hmm. like put it back in his pocket and it didn't have any like thematic ones like i think it i think he chucked it and that's what that weight was okay is that he's like he's like i'm done and like yeah it's both him being free of the um of the dome and also being free of his past yeah boom it's a it's a nice apotheosis to an arc that wasn't really there i think mm. now that you mention yeah. it yeah um because again he's just kind of like oh i'm guilty and then never really does anything with it. Yeah. They never explain that he bounces off things. I'm assuming he does. Yeah. Well, bit. I guess they kind of do with the when he's spinning around yeah. doing meat spin. Um, but yeah, I don't think she's Native American. She made her film. No, oh, this was her film debut. Whoa. Look at her go. Early yeah. life. Oh, she is Native American. Okay. Lakota tribe. Cool. cool. Good. Like, nice. easy, easy thing to get in trouble for, like, to not, yeah. to get right and not get in trouble for. Yeah. She was pretty solid in this, I thought. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot easier to find Native up. American tribes than, uh, it's a lot easier to find Native American actors and actresses than transgender actors and actresses. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe it's not. Maybe that's just Hollywood being shit. Maybe there's nah. plenty of transgender out there, transgender actors and actresses. That's not the think of a couple, issue but... we're talking about. No. <laughs> uh, Gil Birmingham, my guy, Native American actor. Oh, um, okay. So yeah, so he, so Charlie Heaton's character mm-hmm. had, is the guilt one. Right. Well, one of them, I guess. Yeah, I mean they've all got some guilt to some extent, but he's the one that's got like the actual like <laughs> metaphorical object, yeah. and he's the one who like is the most clearly dealing with it like when we first meet his character it's pretty clear that he feels some guilt about his powers Uh just kind of in the little throwaway bits and pieces you get you kind of piece together his backstory before it actually is revealed Mm -hmm. um but yeah um it just it it never really goes anywhere yeah it's just kind of suddenly it's over again we lost it on the edit Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's really man you're you're getting my point though yeah <laughs> there's no. so much lacking from this movie yeah i i do think that's a missed opportunity it was only an hour and 40 minutes by the way right that a normal movie is another 20 minutes like what did they cut out to it has to have been just the rated r moments that they couldn't reshoot 
Probably. Like that's probably what it was. Is they were like they took they Disney got this movie. They looked at it and they're like, ah, oh, this is a great movie. Let's cut out all the rated R movie, all the rated R moments, which is maybe all the uh, all the closeted game, like all the transphobia. Uh, maybe had some like flashbacks with that. Cause, oh my god. Hmm. Did you connect it? Connect about her being gay. And her whole story is about being basically like ejected from the church. What? Her whole th- Rain's whole thing mm-hmm. is kind of about like her wolf thing is a metaphor for being gay in the church. Ah, yeah, sort of is. She came to she, do you okay? She had a thing that she went to a priest to see if she because her because religion thinks that it's bad mm-hmm. and she get it prayed out. But instead, she was branded and ex- and basically excommunicated. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit! Is that is the Catholic thing a thing in the book? Yeah. Okay, so I'm giving not, the credit to the Mar- to Marvel, not to this movie. Right. <laughs> um, she's not a lesbian in 1983. Oh. I mean, that would have been very progressive for 1983. True. All right, giving it to Boone, J. Boone. Yeah. Good um, metaphor. Yeah. They're. Larger things missing, but mm-hmm. a good metaphor. Yeah. We'll get into it more in the ugly, but um, Danny and Rain are very close. They're, like, psychically linked somehow in the, the comic. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's the clear foundations for that relationship if they wanted to go that way. And I don't know if they ended up going that way in different later comics. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know. Anyway. So, okay. So, yeah. I've the Okay. So, we've got the, the four supporting characters. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Danny. Well, let's talk about Danny. She had about three character arcs that started and then got and then kind of shifted gears. Yeah. Again, what the fuck happened to the survivor guilt? Not much. She like I I was I was actually like I was actually really in the moment when she was like at the top of the clock tower mm-hmm. and I was like holy shit like survivor guilt like this is like trauma yeah and she gets pulled back in goddamn nothing for the rest of the movie yeah. No survivor, like survival guilt is such a, it's a hard thing to say. Apparently, tongue twister. It, it's such a good one to work with for mm-hmm. impactful story because it's, it's not something that a lot of people feel. Yeah, it's kind of a it's a because it, it, it's circumstantial. Like you have to be able, but mm-hmm. but you can still feel that like the depression. You can play the depression and like contextualize it as survivor's guilt, mm-hmm. and that's. Like, uh, that's something that I think a lot of movies can do really well, but this one just completely disappeared. It was great for 10 minutes. Yeah. And then it just became, oh, I'm scared and my friends hate and these people hate me. Right. And it was just that. Yeah. Just boring new kid stuff. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. She's a good actress. Yeah, she did fine. She had some really solid moments. Yeah. I don't think this is her proving herself moment. No. Like, this is her film. Big movie for a film debut, though. Yeah. Probably just because they needed a Native American. <laughs> they needed a young Native American actress who yeah. could yeah, play the role. And so. She did well. She did her part. Yeah. She did good. Hope we get to see her in some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you think this movie lends itself to a sequel? Yeah. I could I could honestly kind of see it. You know, like, they they have formed the bonds of a team. Mm-hmm. And now they can go forth and team up. I would not avoid the sequel. Yeah. Like, without, even though how much I dislike this movie, like, 
I there's something there. Mm-hmm. Like there was some like I I think with the success of the of the Snyder cut movement, mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a, a rated R cut movement for this. I'm gonna head that shit up because I think there's a lot. I think my problems. I raised my hand. We're not doing video. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my problems are just things that got cut out. Probably. Let's do it. All right. Let's get this fucking original rated R cut. Release the the boon. Release the boon yeah. cut. Who would it be? Him? I don't know. I want to do some research on this because with the Fox the, cut, maybe, maybe, yeah, I think it's just the R cut. Okay. At least the R cut. Yeah, yeah, but, just like okay. they did for BVS. Was that rated R in the Ultimate Edition? Yeah. Why? Darkness. It was. Ju- there was nothing different. Not really? The, not the movie we're talking about, but yeah, really. Yeah. Really. How did I not know this? I think I just, my brain just like blocked it out. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So, okay. All right. So we talked about, uh, that kind of merged good and bad. Like we kind of. A little bit. Uh, we know. just, we talked about character for a while there. Yeah. Um, what else did, what else did you like? What What are other things that you disagreed with me on that you liked? Um, I mean, really a lot of it came down to just the character. I felt like they did, several of them had arcs and it felt like the relationships that they built throughout the course of the story were authentic, mm-hmm. which is why I'd be okay with a sequel. They've kind of, they've built a team and it feels like they have actually built the team together. Mm-hmm. Um, Roberto is the character. I think he would be maybe considered the glue of the group. Because he doesn't have beef with any of them. Yeah, he's he's just kind of... I mean, he I, says a snide thing at the beginning at Danny, but... Yeah. Not really... He says snide things at everybody. Yeah. But, like, everyone's kind of just like, yeah, everyone kind of likes Birdo. Like, I was actually surprised when Roberto and Charlie Heaton's character liked each other. Yeah, Like, they were just kind of hanging out. And I was like, oh, yeah. hell yeah. I thought they... I, I was thinking Birdo would, like, hate him. Nah. But, like, no, I like it. Yeah, he's, he's a reasonably likable guy. Yeah. Um... I liked the effects. I really liked the way Alice Braga played the doctor just kind of at the start. Like she's saying the things that you would say if you're the good guy. Like she was, yeah. she was written as the good sympathetic doctor, but she played it just a little bit dead eyed mm-hmm. and you could tell that there's just something off yeah, there. Absolutely. Um, I, I was, I was honestly very impressed with like the first 15 minutes of the movie. I'm not gonna disagree. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna abstain on that one. Again, I feel like you can really see the seams in the editing. Yeah. There's some stuff that was chopped. It felt a little fast, but we get the survivor's guilt thread. We get Alice Braga's performance. Mm-hmm. Um, the the opening, like the very opening, sort of the the cold open with the bear attack is. It's solid. Yeah. Don't show the monster, but clearly something is going chaotic and wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I never find out how she gets caught. Yeah. Oh, another thing that I couldn't stand. There's one moment, two moments that I'm specific moments. Sorry, I'll get into them bad. I'll mm-hmm. let you finish your good. Okay. Uh, file and holding. Those are the two two words. Remind me of those two words when we get file, file and, and holding. holding. File and holding. Okay. Um, yeah, I like the opening. Um, I like the, we talked about it a little bit, but I like the little dragon puppet. Mm, I dragon think that guy. was 
I thought that was a good interpretation of the character, but then yeah. like I also like that we got the real version, kind yeah. of best of both worlds. Um, or you could say inconsistent vision. One of the two, <laughs> if, you, if you want to be nitpicky. But I was I was kind of on board at that point. Was well, it so. uh, six of one, half a dozen of the other? Something like that. That's the phrase. I like that phrase. I rarely use it. I don't think I've ever used it in context. Yeah. This is the first time I've used it in context, and I brought a lot of attention to it. Boy, did you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's a useful little phrase. Um, what else did I like? Uh, not a... I mean, just, you know, it's kind of, kind of a movie. Yeah. I think this kind of ties into uh, our next episode. Kind of like watching a movie differently. Uh, it really kind of does. Wow. That's good timing. Yeah. We're recording that tomorrow. tomorrow? Yes. What time is it? Yeah. It's still tomorrow. <laughs> still early enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. We, we can get into the bad. Okay. So what were my two words? File, file. and holding. How the fuck did she directly find her file? Like when they walk into into movie magic, when they walk into that office, mm-hmm. she beelines for the one spot in the entire office that's full of like. I literally looked around the scene after mm-hmm. that happened, and I was like, "There's a shit ton of books and files everywhere." Yep. How did she manage to find her one file? They also, edited out thirty seconds where she's rifling through stuff in the background. Probably. Yeah. And then they edited out, out the fifteen or like the the two minutes afterwards that certainly the other four are interested to look at their files. Probably. Yeah. Like if someone, if I was in a group and we're like, Oh my God, we're being like experimented on by evil people. And person goes, look, it's a file on me. Mm -hmm. My thoughts not going to be cool. Moving on. Mine's going to be, what the fuck do they have on me? Yeah, man. I really got to stop saying the F word. Gage pointed it out to me. They got out of hand in the end of the last episode. (laughs) (laughs) He told me to be a little more creative. Okay. Flashner noodle flash nerf flutal is my word yep there's about three hidden syllables syllables in there flash flutal that's something right there moving on uh so yeah no that bothered me it would uh because this is i mean that's supposed to be when things are ramping up into the third act explosion and it kind of would have dragged it down to have a everyone sit down and read their files moment i don't think it i don't think it would have dragged it down i think there could have been a way like they all kind of pick them up simultaneously. It's just like little scattershot bits yeah. and pieces, like a little three three word quote yeah. from each one or something. Someone's and like, that um, would have been a cool like thing. Maybe if there's one of the characters had an element of their power they didn't know, mm-hmm. but they knew, mm-hmm. or like the the file knew, and they're like, holy shit! And then maybe like uh, Sunspot like tries something. Goes, holy shit! I can do this. Mm-hmm. Like that would be cool. Yeah. That like that's how you learn your powers because a scientist figured it out before you. Mm-hmm. I'd like that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. And like, I guess maybe they actually, there's probably not a, a, a scene cut out because later when they're confronting her, she's telling everybody what Danny's powers are. Mm-hmm. But if they had all looked at their own files, they would have figured that out on their own. Yeah. So they writ- wrote themselves into a corner. A little bit. <laughs> or they prevented themselves from writing themselves into a corner by just not writing one of the walls <laughs> <laughs> solid analogy i'll take yeah. it all right um so there's that one holding the holding thing so rain is carrying danny mm-hmm. and then she goes hey roberto hold her and he's like i can't like i'll burn her and it's like you'll be fine i trust you and then he hands her to him and then they run into the building and then she immediately takes her back yeah. And I'm like, what was the point of that? Just to cover the fact that he's like, oh, I'm scared of my powers. Like, I get that they needed something like that. Yeah. 
But they could have had Rain go somewhere else. She's like, I need to do something. Yeah. Just have her go do something. Yeah. And then come back. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it was literally the three of them, Rain handed him uh, Danny. They ran side by side into the chapel and yeah. then took her back immediately. It's like, hey, I need you to carry her into the yep. <laughs> into the chapel. They edited out the 30 seconds where she morphs into a wolf and causes a distraction. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I think we need to do an episode on this movie. Once this movie comes out, we need to do an episode on this movie where we actually like we rewatch it and then we do find we, all we we yeah. make all of those we piece cuts. together what it should have been yeah yeah i think there's a really good episode in that where we just like talk about like the, this is where this was missing you know that'd be a great sort of framing device for talking about editing as an episode topic yeah there we go look at us not what we're talking about I mean, kind, kind of, of is. Kind of what we're talking about <laughs> um <laughs> i'm just on a kick of not what we're talking about not this movie <laughs> yep um what was the i had i thought of another one in the middle of that Mm -hmm. um crap oh uh, i had one um the the doctor expositing her evil plan to danny before danny's actually sedated oh yeah any villain that monologues their their motivation is just bad and that was yeah like it was it was sort of cute the like going back to the vet story a second time the Mm -hmm. um callback reference there but like uh, it's just it it feels very out of character for that character because mm-hmm. she is very just clinical and kind of cold yeah calculating that's not something she would do she doesn't think in those terms um and just <laughs> trying to spin my wheels will press to checks the audio um okay yeah it just it, it was a it was a villain monologue just in the most gratuitous sense yeah, it absolutely was yeah um shit i had another one and I, oh, the, the demons can't go into a church mm-hmm. motif had, it felt clunky and it had no payoff. Like I just wanted all of that gone. It was cause it, it tried to have a payoff by her going into the church to try to keep the demon bear out, but the demon bear got in. Right. That's supposed to make it scarier. Like, I oh, this <laughs> this isn't an actual demon. It's like, it's something worse. And lighting. Please tell me you noticed the confession booth lighting thing. Where the bear bit off the top and was staring. And it was just like the eye. And it's just like this big red light source. It's clearly a light source because there's other times. Right. But when it cuts back to Rain and Danny, mm-hmm. it's the light is coming through the wall. Oh. Like yeah, the light source was in the it. wrong place. And I was like fuck you yeah <laughs> like it's the same it was the same kind of thing as that audio where i just noticed it and it just mm-hmm. immediately pulled me out of any remote tension i had about that because mm-hmm. she, she they, they were they, i would say the fear of the actors was pretty good they were about to throughout get the punched. entire time yeah. yeah but that just yanked me out yeah. i was like fair enough wrong light source guys <laughs> yeah in general i kind of liked the the religion motifs um mainstream blockbusters really stray away from or shy away from religion religious themes x-men movies have never been shy about including them in bits and pieces Mm -hmm. you know nightcrawler um Mm -hmm. back in x2 and then this is yeah it 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 worked It, it i mean again you you mentioned the the like her conflict with the church but like she still feels sort of that religious spirit and it's the that tension it's a there's something there it just it wasn't explored quite enough but i 
I like where they were trying to go with it. Yeah. I guess. Um, I, and I think that introducing the motif could have been done differently than her running out and collapsing on the ground and going, demons can't come into churches. Demons can't come into church. Like that's a really long mantra to be saying. Mm-hmm. Like, like people say like, find your happy place, find your happy place, find it. Like that kind of stuff. Like it's a, it's a quick mantra. Demons can't come into churches is find your happy place. Yeah. Eight, Two syllables shorter. But like, um, I, it just, it felt forced. And there could have been a line where she, uh, someone asked her, it's like, Hey, why do you go into the church so often? She's like, eh. like, well, I guess she would have to be opening up to someone. She's like, just demons can't go into churches or some mm-hmm. line at some point where she just says that. Yeah. And then she's running in instead of, instead of chanting it, she's like running in with Dan and going, demons can't come into churches. Or she like looks at the camera, like at the camera, yeah. she looks at the camera, like Jim and just kind of gives a little like smirk. Um, <laughs> no, she looks at the church and like kind of has this realization moment mm-hmm. and says the church, it can't follow us or something Yeah, like something like that. The mantra just, it, it felt clunky and yeah. it feel like it paid off well enough. Yeah. Fair I enough. Like, I don't like this at yeah. all. Yeah. Enough with it. Kill it with fire. Yep. <laughs> Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I liked the, the first, like the first confession scene. Um, yeah, that was kind of cool. Again, it's like, well, it's touching on the religious scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, it's, she's keeping the religion, even though she's kind of exiled from the church proper. And it's, she's keeping that, that pattern. Yeah. Even though she's not confessing to somebody, she goes in, she does it. And she says, I'm going to do it uh, to like a mother, Mary, Hail Mary, 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 one, one, our father, one, our father. Yeah. Like just kind of what she expected someone would tell her to do. Yeah. While she's like panicking because there's someone walking in the fucking room and she's like, hello? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do one Our Father and two Hello Marys. Okay, thanks. Bye. Goodbye. Okay, <laughs> yeah. it, it does. Like the tension and kind of like that just uncomfortability, but still mm-hmm. needing to finish it. Like, yep. just it's so ingrained in her psyche to this religion is so ingrained in her psyche, mm-hmm. which I think really is a, 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 a large and kind of well, a pretty well done metaphor for being a gay Catholic. Mm-hmm. Like I have no experience being a <laughs> gay woman or Catholic, <laughs> but I feel like this, this may, may have, have that kind of impact where it's, you grow up being religious mm-hmm. only to find out that your religion that's so deep in your spirit mm-hmm. rejects who you are. Yeah. And she was just like, I, I have to keep doing it even though like, I feel like, she tries to separate the the church from the religion. It feels like, or it would have felt like that if they'd explored the character a little better. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what they were trying to get at. Mm-hmm. Also really little thing, but I loved just the throwaway masturbation reference. That's oh not, yeah. That's not something Hollywood ever touches mm-hmm. on. And it's just like, it's kind of there again. It, 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 I wonder how many meetings Fox had or Disney had <laughs> about that line. Yeah kind of feel like if it comes to disney plus we might lose that scene yeah because um, didn't that happen like something got cut out of a disney plus version something got snipped i don't remember what it was yeah. um yeah no it it felt like part of the organic world building again it's a very different fr- thing from the mutations but like it, it like it, it felt like an authentic teenager confession to make mm-hmm. yeah um that and the fact that like you've got five attractive teens in a um enclosed space of course they're all going to be trying to get on with each other goddamn horny (laughs) yeah and 
movie actually played into that. We've like, said horny more. I've said horny more times in this review than I think I've said in any episode. Horny, 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 horny. Um, all right. Just authenticity. Can we get into Essex? Yes. What the shit is that? That's the corporation from Logan. Is it? Pretty sure. Is it though? Think so. This isn't me going. No, it's not. I just it, like. I thought that some of those clearly it didn't make an impact on me. I thought a couple of those clips were actually from Logan, when they were Essex. showing like in her head. Um. I really thought that was the connection we were supposed to be drawing there, because this was supposed to have come out a year after Logan. That's supposed to be fresh in our minds. So apparently Mr. Sinister, who I guess is the Essex guy, mm-hmm. was supposed to be the uh, the main antagonist of Logan. Essex Corporation is a fiction is a reference. Essex Corp is a reference to Nathaniel Essex, a supervillain more commonly known as Mr. Sinister. Mm-hmm. He was initially rumored to be the main antagonist of Logan until director James Man- Mangold confirmed that Mr. Sinister would not be, be- appearing in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Essex Corp uh movie in a, it was an apocalypse apparently hmm. it's made an appearance in x-men apocalypse and the new mutants hmm. but i mean that plot point of taking young mutants and raising them to be soldiers or assassins or what have you is ripped directly out of logan okay it's kind of i guess well the, the problem is this is like 20 or 30 years before logan is it though we don't know well, I guess because Professor X is still around and he's not. Yeah, it's it's still supposed to be kind of the mind. yeah the, the heyday <laughs> of the X Men. So, um, yeah. So I I guess I I would read this as this is a precursor to the world of Logan. Okay. Um, I thought that was that was what we were supposed to take away from that. Gotcha. Yeah, I didn't I didn't recall Essex at all. I just feel like it was like the Essex Corporation that zoomed in on that. And I'm like, whoa what is that (laughs) yeah whereas i was like okay this is supposed to wait are those the dudes from logan is that what this is clearly not oh (laughs) i think we're i think we're supposed to take it as the same structure yeah basically i don't know it just felt like that didn't do much i'm yawning that didn't do much yeah it was kind of just they needed a reason for the secondary antagonist to be a secondary antagonist yeah um my superiors my superior uh yeah yeah what else what other, what ugly is there um i feel like i've touched on everything i wanted to talk about yeah i actually remembered like everything i wanted to talk about it's good we're getting better at this yeah somehow we haven't done a review in so long eight months i think it's like a pent-up thing that like it's yeah. a pent-up memory only have so much memory about movies and we use a little bit of it at a time but when we don't use it for six months mm-hmm. we have so much memory bank what am i doing i'm getting tired so yeah i can tell talk ugly yeah <laughs> talk comma ugly <laughs> oh, i was gonna talk like this i was gonna sound really ugly what do you sound like daryl huh daryl no that's this is daryl well, this is Daryl. God. <laughs> what is wrong with you? So many things. So Glad you asked. Talk about the ugly. What's ugly? What's, what's bad? Um, so 
again, the characters are fairly true to some sort of version that they are in the comics. Um, Rain is, there was actually a really nice nod to this. She's basically a werewolf, but she can sort of do any in-between stage between pure human and pure wolf. Oh, okay. So there's that cool moment where she like turns on the wolf ears to catch the sound. And that's straight out of the comics. She can Mm -hmm. do stuff like that. Um, Ileana, the armor and sword and stuff. There's mm-hmm. it actually like they're clearly foreshadowing something else because she's like, wait, what's this weird armor? What's going on here? Mm-hmm. I don't recognize this, but straight out of the comics. Um, Cannonball, he's fast, but he can't quite control his powers, and he can hurt himself in um, Fireball State mm-hmm. or Cannonball State. Sunspot, dude, everyone can hurt themselves in Fireball State. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sunspot. Dude catches on fire. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and apparently has super strength or something. Yeah. He, uh, it's, I, I don't remember. I don't remember if they have an actual name for the state that he goes into, but, um, yeah, he becomes powerful. He becomes the spot. Yeah. The, the spot of the sun. Um, he flares something like that. Might actually be what they call it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I don't know. Um, yeah, and then uh, 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 Danny can um, basically she can see your your fears. Um, I don't know if it's as much she can actually manifest them and make them come to hunt you mm-hmm. down. That feels like it might have been creative license, or it might have been a later version of the character. Mm-hmm. But um, again, yeah, sort of sort of true to form. The story itself is very different from the comics. Um, in the comics, it's uh, she originally like her backstory is she started dreaming of the demon bear mm-hmm. um and that was her manifesting her dad's fear oh okay and her parents went out when she told them about the dream and her parents went out to go hunt down the demon bear and kill it and they died and so that's where the guilt comes from she's like oh, oh i dreamed I... it up i sent them to their death gotcha that's where that's supposed to come from. She later turns up at the School of Mutants um, for X people, Von Xavier. Don't remember the actual title. What? Um, and wasn't it uh, Professor Xavier's School for the Gifted? Something like that. Um, yeah, she starts dreaming about the the demon beer, bear again. Beer, demon beer, <laughs> demon beer. Sounds hell tasty. yeah. I'm into that. Yeah, she starts dreaming about the demon bear again. Um, and says okay i'm gonna go i'm gonna face it down i'm gonna fight it and i'm gonna win and she goes out into the snow and faces it down and shoots it with an arrow and she's like yes i've won and then there's the like the last panel of the first issue is the bear's eye opening again Uh. and the start of the second issue she turns up and she's been horribly mauled oh yeah she hasn't been killed but she's basically in a coma for the rest of the next two issues Mm. um and the team is like, what's going on here? This is, she's, she's been mauled by what? And then she's like, well, I've been, she's been talking about bears and she has this demon bear thing in her past. And they're like, oh, I wonder if it's this. And so then um, uh, Danny gets taken to a hospital and they're like trying to protect her. Um, and the demon bear shows up and is wreaking havoc and they're fighting it off. And then the demon bear transports the awake mutants to a, like a side dimension. Um, oh man. Yeah. um it's kind of a cool concept actually it's like it basically takes it back to um almost an elemental pre-colonization america Hmm. um so it's like this is what the open plains were supposed to be 
Um, and the bear is, it's somehow part of this. It's part of the indigenous culture, but it's also like an alien evil force hmm. here. Um, it's, it's playing with some interesting ideas. It never quite pins down what it wants to say, but there's some stuff it's tossing around that I really like. Um, and then they fight the bear and Eliana cuts it in half with her sword. Ah, good. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so that's, yeah, it, the, the story is kind of different. There's no secondary villain. Um, and there's a moment where, um, and so, so the thing I'm referencing here is that Marvel put out a, a new mutants volume that basically has that original story arc. And then a couple other appearances of the demon bear later on in mm-hmm. comics. Um, and one thing that's kind of consistent throughout it is, okay, it's like, it's a big angry bear demon but there's something driving it. Um, and eventually they land on, Hey, it's your ancestor God, but he's got a knife in him. So he's mad, which is really stupid and kind of betrays the it's your ancestor <laughs> God, but he's got a knife in him. So he's mad. Yeah. That's, that's really it. God damn it. Also ghost Rider is there. Also, also ghost Rider. <laughs> it's, that is the most comic book way of approaching things. It's really dumb. It's your demon God from, I almost said outer space, which would track. Yeah. It's your demon god. No, ancestor god, but he's got a knife in him, so he's mad. Also, Ghost Rider is there. <laughs> That's really it. Um, <laughs> I just imagine that fucking speech bubble. Yeah. But the the point is, it's it's some sort of spirit that has become malevolent for some reason. Um, and I keep going back to, is this like a, a reference to colonization? Is this like sort of a shared native american almost like a a cultural racial shared collective fear or manifestation Mm -hmm. of of that anger or something there's like there's an interesting story waiting to be told there but i don't think anyone's told it yet i'm gonna do it i'm gonna write it for marvel the bear's name is actually christopher columbus yeah like it's like what's up my name's chris i'm a bear yeah (laughs) Chrissy Columns. Chrissy, Chris, <laughs> Chrissy Columns. That's my rapper name. Chrissy Columns. <laughs> oh man. Well, yep. I am. I've yawned about fourteen anyway, times. Okay, in the past I need 10 to. Minutes. I need to finish. So the bear is a spirit. It's evil. It's malevolent, but it's got something else kind of driving it. And in this, in the movie, it kind of never nailed down exactly what the bear is supposed to be. Yeah. Why did it go away when she put the necklace in their pocket? Because uh, I think we were. See, the problem is I want to read it as the manifestation of her fear. And then she learns to control it. Except like there's already legends about it and they already know about it. the, like the tribe knows about it at the very beginning. Her yeah. father knows about it. Um, So I can't really reconcile that unless um she took the legend and manifested that as her fear she's like oh this is a scary legend about bears bears are scary giant demon bear is my worst fear Mm -hmm. and then that manifested literally and then she was able to like learn to control it maybe that's what they were going for but like i don't really feel that was not committed to. Yeah. The bear is just kind of a scary CGI monster. Um, I do like that they didn't result with cutting it in half, though. 
I think having mm-hmm. it back down was a, a better and more interesting ending. Yeah. Even if it didn't really say anything on its own. Yeah. Um, the fact that like these four fairly powerful mutants are taking their best shots at it and can't really do any damage. They can just kind of make it mad or slow it down. Mm-hmm. It, it communicates that there's something else going on there and they didn't quite get enough teeth into it yeah. to figure so out to what speak. was actually going on. So to speak, pun intended. I know what I'm up to. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. All right. All right. That was a movie. Yeah. Boy, we sure reviewed it. We did. We did. Yep. We really like nitpicked. Yeah, we we picked it to shreds. This is this is the one we've probably dug in the most on. Yeah, because we really got into like their character and like mm-hmm. mostly because my brain is just obsessed with character right now. Right. But man. All right. Shall we? Thanks, guys, for listening to this. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening to this, uh, us rambling about things. Hopefully, it it convinced you to listen or to watch the movie or not. And Matt is prepared to hit an acoustic drum set while it's about 11 o'clock and my parents are certainly asleep. <laughs> very, very quiet. Okay. Um. Yeah, we are on several places. Uh, we're on Instagram at Justice Losers Pod, which is completely vacant at the moment, but it will be active and look much better than it used to because we have someone who knows what they're doing in charge of it. I really would have liked to have posted a picture of what it looked like in its original comic iteration, Demon Bear, because it's almost it's almost hieroglyphic. It looks like a cave painting just in real life. There's a really cool panel right at the beginning of the third issue. Take a picture of it and we'll see what we can do with it. Ooh. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of like Take a picture of it and we'll 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 talk to our uh social media team mm-hmm. about how to do that. Yeah. Um we are on Twitter and that is completely empty also. Uh Matt is scratching his belly button and all I can see is that. <laughs> <laughs> he is behind a bunch of equipment and all I can see is him touching his belly button. Uh at Justice Lizard's Pod on Twitter. We're on Facebook. That's doing nothing. Uh, we're on YouTube, I'm which a review for this movie. is not doing much. Uh, Matt is going to write a review, which will probably end up on the Facebook. Yep. No promises. Um, no promises. Uh, you can find the find the podcast, Podcast Prime, and any of your other reviews on SoundCloud, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, apparently iHeartRadio. Oh no, yeah, iHeartRadio, uh, and probably just anywhere else that you can find podcasts. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much everything. Uh, so thank y'all for listening. Bye. 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 Did I pick up? Oh. I don't see it at all. That one definitely got it. <laughs> Yay.